We've been in a series called Scent, and uh, the, the verse that I've been sort of leaping from for the last couple of weeks is John chapter 20. So let me read this, and then we'll pray. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed on them, and he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Let's take a, just a minute or so and be quiet and receive that word, that truth from God, and just uh, let ourselves rest in a thankful place that we're right here in God's presence. While we're sitting here in the presence of God, just uh, allow yourself to take a deep, deep breath and hold it in and let it out and recognize with that very breath that that is the gift of God. The scripture says that it's in Christ that we live and move and have our being. So our life and the movement of our lungs right now and our very being is all centered in Jesus. And he's present here among us. Psalm 16:11 tells us that in his presence is fullness of joy. So Father, thank you. We relax now in your presence. We receive your fullness joyful hope and expectation of your goodness and your redemption in our lives and through our lives in the world. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to uh, do something a little bit uh, different this morning. Uh, we've been talking about what it means to be sent into the world. So this scripture says, just in the same way that the Father sent the Son, Jesus, Jesus is, is sending us. That's past tense present tense, and future tense. God has sent you into the world as a messenger of God's love and power. He is sending you into the world, and he's going to keep doing it over and over and over again until he receives you into heaven. I mean, that's the good news. We're constantly being sent. And so some of you specifically have experienced, uh, you've had an encounter of being sent in the last month or so since we've been in this series. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to tell everyone about that. Uh, you don't have to be eloquent. You don't have to, you know, preach from the original languages of the Bible. We would just like to hear the testimony of God's goodness in your life and through your life as you recognize you've been sent into the world. Um, the, the second thing I give you an opportunity to do is, uh, you know, if you read 1 Corinthians 14, you see that when the church gathered, there was an expectation that everyone would bring something. People would bring a, a, a song or a hymn or a prophetic word or a tongue or a spiritual psalm or an encouragement. And so it may be that some of you here were sent here this morning with a word of encouragement or a scripture or I, get, I know I'm getting wacky bold here, a song for us this morning that would bring encouragement to the people of God. So we're a relatively smaller crowd and we can just be family here. So um, what's God doing? Yeah, I won't make you come up here. I'll, you just raise your hand and I'll come to you. And you know I'm comfortable with silence, so great. So just uh, stand up, state your name and serial number. Uh, just your name. Hi, my name is Julie Mills. I don't have a serial number. <laughs> um, 
this is maybe a little bit of both, being sent and an encouragement to everybody. But several weeks ago here at church, um, I saw God open a portal from heaven, and I saw angels pouring out like thousands of angels, and um, they were carrying boxes. And in these boxes were gifts for us, and not just for us, but for like, as I've ended up seeing, like people all around the world. And it's been it's been a huge encouragement to me to be able to see what God is doing. And, um, and in the scent part of it is like God, God has shown me boxes to people who aren't even saved that people I haven't spoke to in 20 years that I had to email and say, I'm seeing angels and you've got a box. And, <laughs> and let me tell you, that was like a little bit stepping out of my comfort zone. And it was so encouraging. Like one of my friends is like run from the Lord. And <laughs> And I saw her box, and I was like, I was so terrified to tell her about it. But it was so encouraging to her, and it was awesome. And, um, and okay, so that's been so cool. And then also, it just as an encouragement, last night um, when we had the night of worship, I saw, an, like, a huge angel standing, like, here, and he was big. And um, I seen her this morning as well. And in addition to that, I saw, like, um, I don't know what to call it, like, sparkly powder, like Shekinah glory kind of stuff, um, just earlier as you were praying, just kind of come and settle over the, like, over the congregation, and um, so that was good, so. Okay, Julie, just before we clap for her, which we will, that's fun, um, explain to us, for, for those that might be confused when you say you see, when you see angels, you see boxes, I mean, you've got males, which are sounding like, you know, what, tell me what it, what it's like to see. Okay. Okay. So what it's like when I see is, um, it's like a daydream kind of. So it's not like I see Randy sitting here. It's not like I see, it's like, I, I don't know. It's like a different realm, like another plane, like a, like the spiritual world. It's like, like if you've got like an overlay over what you really like physically see, it's like, there's something overlaid on that. And it's like that. It's like a sense. I guess. So yeah. it's, uh, it's like a, it's a picture in your mind. You, yes. you don't go somewhere else. You're, no. you're present. You can still see me, yeah. but you're seeing in the spiritual realm. Okay. Thank you. That's great, Julie. I was one of those that uh, got an email from Julie that said, there's an angel with a box for you. And I thought, I think I want boxes from angels. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. Who else? Hi, my name's Mary Lou, and uh, I had a really neat experience of being sent two days ago on Friday. I had a, a appointment at the hair salon, and um, uh, you know uh, the gal. I've been going to her for you know 20, 30 years, and we just get together and we talk about the Lord and what He's doing in our lives. And um, at the end of it, you know, I was just checking out and paying, and she started telling me th- about this dream that she's had repeatedly, 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 and I said, well. You know, it sounds like God is trying to get your attention, and and um, you know, I just shot up a prayer to the Holy Spirit. You know, uh, give me you know maybe part of the interpretation or something that will let her know she doesn't go to a church where you know the gifts are are freely uh, moving, and so um, you know, God gave me part of that uh, that I think you know really encouraged her, and also um, 
you know, acknowledge the hunger that she has for more of the Lord in her life. So uh, I was really excited about that. And, and then as I was just sitting here today, I, I went to both services because first service was awesome. And I got a feeling this is going to be even better. So anyhow, I just remembered a prophetic word that I had gotten, um, you know, maybe six months ago about um, God using me to help people understand the dreams that he's given them, uh, you know, and I'm not you know, it just, it just happened. Maybe this is a one-time thing. I don't know, but it was really, it was really cool. And, uh, so, you know, I just, I just thank God for the gifts of the Holy Spirit and that he is just showing us, um, not only that he's sending us, but he wants to edify and build us up and let us know who we are in Jesus Christ. Thanks, Mary Lou. That's great. Anybody here this morning recently have a dream that you know is from God that you don't understand? If that's you, I won't make you talk, but would you stand? We want to pray for you. So you've had a dream. You, you, you know in, in, intuitively it's from the Lord, and you really want to know what it means. Okay. Because God loves, uh, I can't remember the scripture passage right now, but it's uh, in the Psalms, that God loves, gives to his loved ones in their sleep. And so a dream is just simply the Lord uh, coming to the unconscious that he created and speaking in a language that he understands to give us imagery and understanding of our lives. That's just, that's just a gift in the grace of God. So if uh, just get a couple people around everyone and just lay your hands on them as a sign of we're with them and we're going to pray. I'm going I'm to pray for a little bit and then I'll give you a, just a minute or so to pray uh, for those Everybody, everybody who's standing have a, have a hand laid on them. Okay. Okay. God, thank you. We thank you and we praise you that you're giving dreams to your children, that you love them. And we thank you for that spirit of wisdom and revelation that you give in the knowledge of Christ. And I pray, God, that you would pour out understanding to these, that they would know what you're speaking to them in their dreams and even as we're praying, I just want to encourage you. I think this is an encouragement from God. You don't have to figure it out. This is not something that happens intellectually. This is something that happens spiritually. And God wants to reveal to you what he's speaking to you in his dreams. So God, we ask just that you would do what it is in your nature to do, to reveal to your loved ones your care, your love, your empowerment, your protection, and your encouragement. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Oh, I said I was going to let you pray. You guys have some things you want to pray? Okay, pray for them afterwards. Okay. Great, thank you. <clears throat> Who else? If you came in late, here's what's happening. We're just sharing ways in which we've sensed God has sent us into the world, testimonies, or maybe that God's given you something specific here for the church. He sent you here with an encouragement. Hi, I'm Jim and uh, Steve Sargent. And I've had the privilege of um, doing some teaching at the prophetic training. And Steve is uh, incredible at that. So I encourage you, if you have any inclination toward that, come on, come on around. It's on Friday nights. But it was uh, this last Friday night. And after we left, um, I hadn't eaten dinner before that, and so I pulled into, <clears throat> I, I shouldn't admit this, one of my favorite places, McDonald's. Okay, I know, that's 
that's not good. <laughs> but but uh, sorry to any employees of McDonald's that are here. Um, but uh, I was in the drive-thru, and as I pulled up, one of my uh, kind of little traditions is just to say, Lord, you know, I'm only going to see this person. This may be the only time that I get to interact with this person. So if there's something that, you know, I could say for you, could you give it to me? And uh, so I'm on my way up toward the drive-thru, and the name Laura just comes into my mind. And and then I looked up, and with my my mind, I saw that uh, the lady there was Hispanic, and so I thought, oh, Lorita, you know, that's where my mind went. And and as I pulled up, I, you know, there's a lot of things that go through your mind at this point. Okay, what if I'm wrong, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's like, ah, oh, it could be a little embarrassing. She'll think I'm crazy, you know, and this and that. So uh, as I pulled up, I just made the conscious decision that, well, but if it's, if it's right, then, and I don't say anything, then I, I lose out on that joy and the potential thing that the Lord's doing here. So I pulled up and she gave me, you know, the receipt and the bill and my heart started beating faster, you know, and that's when, you know, God's saying, come on, come on, come on. So I, I said, you know, how do, how do you say this in a way that seems, you know, flowing? I said, so is, is your name Lorita? And, and, and she and looked at me and, and she said, well, no, my, my name's Laura. And, <laughs> and I said, well, I want you to know, I, I felt as I came up here that I would, would pray for someone whose name was Lorita or Laura, you know, and when you say that after the fact, it's like, you know, you wonder what they're thinking. But um, I said, I want you to know God loves you and Jesus is real and he loves you. And then I noticed there was a car behind us. So that was it. And, you know, what it talked to me about was that the Lord loves us to get his word out to um, just everyone. You know, and however we, you know, he wants to do that, he will enable us and he'll give us the opportunities. And so I'm finding more and more in my life that when I take that step of faith, that it's amazing what can happen. And when sometimes when I begin to rely on my human eyes and my mind, that I might kind of miss some of it. And so that's, that's what I learned. Thanks. That's great. <clears throat> That testimony brought to you by McDonald's, where we love to see you prophesy. That's beautiful. It's, is, is that not as much encouragement for you, Jim, to, to drive up and to realize, you know, God was right and he didn't need my help. <laughs> God initiated and you responded and Laura got blessed. What else? Hi, I'm Gwen. Um, I think the Lord sent someone to encourage me to be doing what he I should be doing. Um, it was one of my coworkers. He had, um, well, he's a Christian, and sometimes we get on the beaten path and go off and fall off on the sidewalk into the ground and and we run into walls, you know, that's us growing up. And so 
he's a brother. He's about 27 years old. So he still likes to party and go to clubs and stuff like that. And one of my other friends, which is a Christian, told her to stay out of them clubs. Don't go to them clubs, blah, 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 you know. And then two weeks later, the boy got shot in the stomach. And uh, I came to work. I didn't know nothing about it. I just noticed that I didn't see him. So I was asking the manager where was, his name is Adrian, I said, well, Antoine. And I asked them, where was Antoine? And they said, well, we can't give you that information, blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, how can you find out if they're okay or not if y'all won't give me the information? So the next day in that day, somebody came up to me and said, I heard that you were asking about Antoine. I said, yeah, well, where's he at? How's he doing? Where's he at? He got shot. Is he alive? What's going on? What happened? And they said, well, he's alive. He's in the hospital. They're doing surgery. And I'll keep you updated because that was one of his friends that told me that because I guess the manager went back and told him. So uh, we found out that he was all right. The Lord brought him through. When he came back to work, he had no problems, grinning, everything. But in that lesson, he learned that he ain't going back to no more clubs. <laughs> and then, and then the, the, the thing to me was I saw God's actual grace and mercy, and that blew me away. I said, you are a walking miracle to me. You are a walking miracle. He's just grinning. He said, yeah, well, he says, I, I just learned my lesson, you know. And, and then I said, well, I just seen the Lord say, no, devil, you can't have him. This is my child. <laughs> That's a proclamation. Thanks, Gwen. Hi, I'm Christina. I just want to encourage anybody who maybe thinks you're not in a good place to really be sent by God and to, you know, go out and reach out to others. Um, I've been helping out with the prophetic art table. I've just done it two times, and um, I've just been so blessed by God. Um, you know, something, some days I feel like I'm on the right path with God, and I'm doing what God wants me to do, and other days I'm just like, what am I doing? So, I'm just saying that to say the two times that I came, it, I felt like it was something that was kind of preventing me from wanting to come. But on the way, I was just like, okay, God, I'm coming here. I'm just going to do this. Whatever happens is you. And God's just really shown up in like a really powerful way. And like all the pictures, um, people were just like, you know, God really spoke to them. So I just want to encourage anybody who feels like, you know, you're not in a good place right now. God can use you. And I feel like that's what he's doing through me. And it's just him. Thanks, Christina. If, uh, you know, if you read the story of Joseph in the book of Genesis, you realize that God put, uh, allowed him to go into a lot of not good places. Um, thought he would be, you know, the big guy and ends up in prison, and the Lord uses him in prison. So wherever you are, God's able to use you. Who else? Hi, I'm Renee. Um, I have a little bit of a story about people who were sent and um, there was a group of prophetic people that came here from Virginia, from Virginia. And um, it just so happened that on their way, they had time and they could be here on a Monday night when we were closing down a group of prophetic people that we had been meeting. 
And so we had a nice dinner and everything else. And, and then they began to give words about the church and everything, very encouraging things. And they kept speaking to other people and stuff. And I was, it was getting late and I had to go. And I was like, okay, Lord, it's okay if I don't get a word. I know, you know, you're there for me. And the next thing, the guy stood up and he started to say some things. And he said, you, and he pointed right at me. And, um, the whole group of these people came around me and began to prophesy into my life. And they forever changed my life because they, through their prophecies and through those things, they reaffirmed things that I was questioning. Um, a lot of pain and hurt from my past. The Lord took it from me through those prophecies. Um, it's just forever changed me. And to think that these people, who I'll probably never see again until heaven, came all the way from Virginia, and the Lord set that whole thing up just for me. I mean, yeah, they did other things for other people, but it was so major what they did. And they said that um, that they like to do this exercise where they pick one person, and they don't tell anybody else in the group who that one person is, and they ask them to get words for that person. And it turns out I was that person. So it was awesome. So don't ever be afraid to step out if God tells you to say something to somebody because it can change their lives. It's uh, it's encouraging to hear how God speaks, and so uh, if you if you read the New Testament, you see that um, Paul encourages the gift of prophecy. He said more than anything, he would want people to prophesy, which just simply means to utter words from God's heart. Those words aren't scripture necessarily. They don't come out, and they don't. You know, sometimes we prophesy and we're wrong. Not every single single thing that we say in a prophetic word is necessarily right. But the heart of God gets communicated. And what Renee heard that night was that the heart of God was towards her. In fact, you're God's favorite, and so am I. And and it and that is because of God's sovereignty and His eternity, we can all be God's favorite, and God literally can set the whole thing up for one person. He He can do that for everyone all at the same time. That's what makes Him God. Thanks for sharing, Renee. Who else? Why do you people all sit in the back? This is why I told you to come forward. <laughs> My name is Sandy Heiser. Um, I work for a law firm, and a couple years ago, we had a, a, an attorney come in, and um, she's fairly new, and she was there about six months, and didn't really know too much about her, but she was very quiet, and she'd pass by my desk all the time, and so one day, I stopped her, and I said, um, are you expecting and she said, no. I said, I think you are. And she said, no, there's no way. And I said, okay. And then I thought about it. Ooh, why did I say that? But I was really prompted to say that to her. And again, another week went by, and I said, I think you're expecting. And she said, no, I'm not. And her assistant came up to me and said, Ugh. she told me you keep telling her she's expecting, and she's not allowed to 
she's not able to have any babies and she's been crying and I said oh Lord why have you put me in this position because I felt really bad really bad for her and the Holy Spirit's coming on now <laughs> um, so I came up to her and I approached her and I said you know I'm really sorry but the Lord has told me I really feel that you are expecting you to have a baby and um, she says, Sandy, I've been through the, to the doctor several times. And I'm not, and I can't have a baby. And I said, okay. And I thought, Lord, I know she's had the baby. She has a baby. I know she has a baby. So a week went by, and um, she said, Sandy, I talked to my husband, and we're going to the doctor because this is not something that somebody just comes up to you. Well, her baby's a year and a half. <laughs> and she was eight weeks pregnant when I had told her. Wow. Breaking all of the prophetic rules. <laughs> and do you think that they know that that child was given by God? Yeah. Wow. Don't try this at home. One more. So um, a while ago, I'm David Eustace, by the way. Um, I, a lot of you guys probably know Nate Rice. Could tell me and him one night after I think it was a Tuesday night, we went out and uh, we were like, we're gonna go out with boldness and um, we're gonna have like words for people and we're gonna we're gonna pray for them and it's gonna be awesome. And so we're like, we had had an experience where we prayed for some guy's back and he got healed. I guess I'll tell that story real quick. We were, we were going to the movie theater to watch a movie, and we were, we were hanging out beforehand, and we were praying that God would lead us to somebody to, that they would get healed. And um, Nate was saying, well, I feel like somebody has a back problem that God wants to heal them of lower back pain. And um, so we were like, all right. And so we were praying to find the guy, and then we got to the movie theater, and we, as we were walking in, there's like, I'm sort of like, all right, God, we're running out of options. We're about to get into the theater. And lo and behold, the ticket guy is there, and God's like, that guy. And so I was like, hey this is random, but do you have a back problem? And he was like, yeah, my back's been killing me all day. It's like I started to explain how bad his back was. And we were like, oh, well, can we pray for it? So we prayed for it, and it got better. Uh, and then that's kind of a preface, because then we went out again, and we were like, all right, we're going to go out. We want to we go out with more boldness, and we just want to, like, we want the boldness of the Holy Spirit to do whatever, you know. So we went out, and, like, uh, me and Nate were praying, and we were like, all right, let's go to Steak and Shake. And we sat in the parking lot of Steak and Shake, and we were praying, and we were, Nate was like, I really, I was like, I, I got this picture of a guy wearing, like, these green canvas shoes. And um, Nate was like, I got this uh, word of a guy with lower back pain that's caused by one leg being shorter than the other. And we were like, well, that'll be cool to see. So we walk in there, <laughs> and we stand in the, in the Steak and Shake, and we're looking around for a guy with green canvas shoes. We didn't really find him. So... Then um, we were like, well, maybe it's like some metaphorical thing or something. <laughs> so me and Nate are standing there, and we're like praying about it. And we're like, uh, I was like, hey, do you think you have a guy? And I was like, I think I have a guy. And he was like, yeah. And he points to him, and I was like, that's the guy. Okay, so we went over there, and we were like, hey, uh, do you have lower back pain? And he was like, no. <laughs> we're the encouraging part. The encouraging part is that... Um, that um, so we went out and we kind of were like, actually after that we were like 
Does anybody here have back pain? <laughs> so we were trying to be bold, you know, we we're trying to learn boldness. Um, and we didn't, we didn't find him there. And then, so we kind of let, walked out and we were like, well, that was humbling. But then, uh, we were also praying for humility. So then we went across the street and, um, like God highlighted a guy and we were like, all right, well, we got to do something tonight. So we prayed for this guy and, um, and Nate was like, kept on asking, like, do you have any physical things? Cause he prays for people a lot and they get healed all the time. So he was like, do you have any physical problems like that we can pray for? And he was like, no. But when we asked to pray for him, he was sort of like, I don't know. But then after we prayed for him and talked to them about the gospel, he was like, normally I would have never said yes, but there was something that you guys were so bold yet so humble that I said yes. And he's like, even though there wasn't any healing, like physically, there was, I think that there was healing happening in my heart because I've been through a lot of bad experiences in churches. And just to cap the story off, um, like a week later, I was at a conference and I found the guy with the green canvas shoes and me and this other lady prayed for him and his leg grew out. So, <laughs> I have no words to encapsulate that one. <laughs> That's great. Uh, well, thanks. It's, it's just good to know that God's working and God uses bold, humble people. And he uses people that sometimes don't even know what they're doing, you know, honestly. He uses us because um, he, he's looking for people. Um, it, it, this I popped into my head at the first service. Yesterday I was in a very um, crowded grocery store. Um, and uh, I'm, I was waiting for my wife, and I was watching this woman, like, sort of run. She had a big thing of water, like a case of water bottles in her arms. She was kind of slight. She's, like, going around. You could tell she's looking for whoever she's with. And she seemed upset, you know. And as she walked by me, the words that came out of her mouth was, Jesus, where are you? <laughs> so I sometimes, I sometimes randomly just say things that pop into my head. So I just walking by said, are you looking for Jesus? <laughs> Which she actually did not think was humorous at all. I wish I had the boldness. To, I should have stopped. Now, I mean, let's just do the practice, okay? What should Randy have done? Randy should have said, could I carry that water, that thing of water for you and help you find your person, you know? So, I, it, of course, that didn't come to me till right now. <laughs> but here's the point. People are looking for Jesus, and they don't even know it. I mean, people are looking for for um, for the fountain of living water, they're they're looking, they're looking for uh, uh, people that are bold enough, and humble enough to carry the presence of God imperfectly, and give it away, and then when God does the work, they know that it's been God, right? I mean, if we're all slick and it all comes out perfectly and we're never humble, they, they they just might think it's us. You know that happened to the apostles. They would they would see this power you know, powerful things happen and people would come up and start worshiping them. And they'd have to say, no, 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 it's not us. It's the name of Jesus. And so I think sometimes the humility that God allows us to walk in is so that when God does touch people through us, they'll know, oh, it was God. They carry the presence of God. Oh, they, they carry the love of God. Oh, they're humble like Jesus was. And we get a chance to give that away. And I, I think just to cap this um, this series of being sent, we just um, remember that <clears throat> Jesus in uh, Matthew 10, 
He says, freely you have received, freely give. He's sending the disciples out and he's saying, go heal the sick and go cleanse the lepers and go raise the dead. Go cast out demons. Go give to the poor. Go care for people out there in the world. Proclaim the kingdom. Release the love and the power of God. And at the very end, he says, and this is how you do it. Freely you've received, freely give. Ascent people are a generous people. We are ascent people. And we are a generous people. What we give is just simply what God's given to us. God's given us hope, we give hope. God's given us financial resources, we give financial resources. God's given us love and compassion, we give it out. God's given us time and empathy, we give it to people who have need. God's given us a heart for the poor or the sick or the troubled or the wealthy and the apparently perfect looking, and we give to them out of what God's given to us. Freely we've received and freely we get to give. And I'll tell you, God wants to give so much more through us than we have even begun to imagine. The stories that we're hearing today barely touch the surface of God's desire to pour through us the resources of heaven. Let's pray. The communion servers, could you come forward? We'll prepare for communion. God, we thank you. Um, that the scripture says you are just waiting on high to show us compassion. You're longing to be gracious. You just can't wait, Lord, to give away through us things that people don't deserve so that they will know that you are the loving, the gracious, the kind, compassionate, the creator God. We thank you, Jesus, that uh, as the scripture said, you came not to be served, but to serve and to give your life as a ransom for many. So, Lord, as we think about giving ourselves and our resources and our gifts and time and energy to the world on your behalf, we thank you, Jesus, that you gave yourself to us. And we worship you now, the one who came, died, and rose again on our behalf, that we might have life eternal. We pray in your name. Amen.